It's DTS 119 and it's going to be a whole lot easier to get your light level a bit higher because 2.4.1 is live. Listening to Destiny the Show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny news podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. Joining me, as always, is my awesome co host, Diddy. What's up, dude? What was your favorite thing in Destiny this week? I'm just relaxing. Weather is getting a little bit cooler here. It's in the 70s and 80s now. <laughs> Pulling out the hoodies. Um, did <laughs> two raid runs this past week um, with a couple DTS listeners and DTS Discord members. So shout outs to them. Um, I did my Hunter and my Warlock. Titan is raid ready, but I just didn't do a third run this week. And uh, a personal accomplishment in Destiny was I did... Both of the jump puzzles in the raid with the warlock blink. Oh, <laughs> you're sadistic. Did you go for the chests? <laughs> yeah, I did Ew. have to switch to glide for one like really high jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did the, the the rest of it with blink just because I just I hate glide. It is just the worst. <laughs> I'm going to be honest in that raid. I think Night Stalker and Defender Titan are the absolute best for a warlock. And I'm a warlock main. I feel like that is the most useless <laughs> raid for me. Like the self-res, whatever, it's like helpful in the beginning when you're learning the raid. But man, having a weapons of light bubble is so helpful. Right? Mm-hmm. What was your opinion playing through it on the Hunter and the Warlock this week? Um, Warlock was definitely, I did feel less useful because during like damage phases for Axis, it's like, yeah, I can song or uh whatever viking funeral those uh, axis for the uh, extra damage from alternate sources mm-hmm. but it's it just doesn't last as long as say a tether or a weapons of light bubble and yeah you know when i was empowered we found out that if, if you're empowered and you die obviously empowerment switches to another guardian even yeah. if you self-res you don't gain that empowerment back so it, it would mess up our coordination a little bit because i'd be like oh i'm, I'm empowered on the right then I would die and lose it, and then I'd self-res, and we wouldn't have anybody on the right. So it's like, what? what's happening? And then it would cause a wipe because of the the timing. But yeah, Warlocks, man, not feeling as useful. With hard mode, with heroic mode coming out, I do feel that self-res is going to be a little bit more beneficial because, you know, there's not going to be revives, um, most likely. You know, we've, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's pretty much the blanket norm across the heroic mode raids. Uh, no revives available. So um, yeah, that's uh, my opinion. Nice stalker. All the way, man. My favorite thing this week was Trials Run with Cat and Sassy. Enjoyed Twilight Gap a whole lot more than the previous week on Floating Gardens, which, you know, Floating garden, Gardens, if you look at it, man, this would be a fantastic map, but it just turned into, at least on our runs last week, all battles over the ring, yeah. just chaotic things in the center. And Twilight Gap, to, you know, not throw it under the bus, it also turns into just a boatload of <laughs> fights happening in the party room. Ended up getting, I think, the Scout Rifle Adept from the Trials uh, nice. Lighthouse Chest. And now I have enough for the Cloak. I have the Hunter Cloak that's getting the ornament later today. Ooh. Oh, it's so cool. And then the Warlock Bond is a little snake. And so when you have the little snake 
below the Ophidian aspect gauntlets, <laughs> you got an entire arm that's like just snaked out. And I'm not a big snake fan, but I don't know. With the ornament, it looks pretty stinking sweet. Now, Diddy, this week we have hard mode coming out. We have patch 2.4.1 releasing. The light cap is going up to 400. Yes, some people have already been approaching that end, but it's going to be easier for those players who perhaps are still in the 360s and they just need to get that bump into the 370s to enjoy trials or the raid a little bit more. Why don't we hop into the news and break it down? News! So on this week at Bungie, we heard about update 2.4.1. This is going to be going live on Tuesday, October 18th. If you're listening to the show on launch day for this show, it's probably already out. It's going to be bumping the maximum light to 400. With this increase, many reward sources will also increase the maximum light. So Diddy, where are we going to see bumps into the rewards to gear our guys up faster? Yeah, so the following are gonna be bumped up to, that they're going to officially drop rewards up to 400 light following activities strike hordes nightfall rewards exotic engrams trials of osiris items crucible items and iron banner uh, very good items so those are gonna be like the reward packages from completing those bounties or anything along those lines Mm -hmm. and then what's gonna switch with like the 385 stuff are engrams finally going to decrypt a little bit higher than that 365 <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the following activities are actually going to reward up to 385. Going to be the Archon's Forge, the Heroic Siva Strike playlist, and the Legendary Engrams. So finally, finally, and then the following rewards will be uh, up to 365. That's going to be your rare Engrams and the regular Siva Strike playlist. Gotcha. So it's going to be easier to get yourself geared up for the normal mode, and then if you're already, you know, been playing the last few weeks, it should be not too long if you're already not you know heroic light level ready start playing man start playing the strike playlist again i'm excited to see that legendary engrams will decrypt up to 385 i felt pretty yeah. disappointed when it's like yeah i'm getting these purples and it's like ah not really useful and the yeah, only like, thing i had I'm to look forward to is like faction whatever. packages yeah yeah <laughs> now ghosts and artifacts diddy talk about it so Bungie has realized that they are uh, dropping a little bit uh, less frequently than intended, so um, they've upped those as well. The they, Both items will now drop up to 400 light. Um, in the faction packages, the rate at which ghosts are rewarded has been increased, and I actually I was fortunate enough to get a new monarchy ghost from one of my faction packages this past week, so doesn't seem that bad to me no just kidding i completely understand and then the the artifacts uh, from eris morn faction packages uh, will uh drop at an increased rate as well yeah so that would be from completing court of oryx if you want to go out and farm some eris yes. morn reputation for the packages just go do the court there's a lot of people actually still running it hoping to get uh, an artifact from her and also ghosts and artifacts were now dropped uh or added to the loot table for Archon's Forge completion rewards. Ooh, nice. So more reason to go in there. Cool tip that Sassy taught me about the Archon's Forge. If you guys have ever gone there looking for a group of people to play with, oftentimes you're like disappointed. You walk in there, nobody's here. Okay, I'll walk back out and you come back in, nobody's there. The trick is crouch walk in between the two loading zones. I'm serious. If you crouch walk and walk slowly, you give yourself more time for destiny servers to try and find an instance that has other people in it 
you'll see your success rate jump up, I promise you. Like just crouch walk in between the two loading zones, take your time, and more often than not, I'm coming into groups of four or five blueberries who are doing Archon's Forge, which is fantastic. It can be really frustrating if you are struggling to find, you're like, I just want to grind this, I've got this offering, come on! So while we just got a preview this past week of 2.4.1, the deployment actually begins at approximately 10 a.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, October 18th, which which we will then get the full patch notes on Bungie.net. And then uh, to ensure that world-first hopefuls for the uh, heroic mode uh, have time to download the update, they're actually pushing back the launch time to 2 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesday, October 18th. So instead of the normal 12 p.m. noon Pacific time, they're pushing it back a couple hours just so that uh, people with slower internets can download that update and uh, be ready for world's-first heroic mode. That is really appreciated. I'm glad that they're doing that. Just a small touch, right? I don't mm -hmm. think this is going to be a big update by any stretch of the imagination. If it is, perhaps there's another raid boss hidden deep within <laughs> the heroic mode. Or preparing for a Festival of the Lost, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's actually a really smart idea, Diddy. That could be the update that they're pushing out. And with these changes to the light level um, reward structure, it's probably going to be a patch, I don't know, 100, 200 megabyte kind of a thing. So that's nice that they're delaying it. Everybody's got a chance to be on the same footing when it comes to heroic mode world first. Let's just talk about heroic mode for a second, Diddy. Generally in the past, they've just added a few new mechanics to each of the fights. Obviously no revives, but I have an idea, okay? Axis being the final fight in the the... Wrath of the Machine, brain fart there for a second. The room above Axis is that gorgeous diagonal room that's all black, and when you step on the floor tiles, they light up. I've always felt like, and you and I have talked about this, there's a puzzle in there, I think. <laughs> this is just complete speculation, obviously. Maybe they did it because it's cool and aesthetically, what an awesome idea, the floor lights up. But I just have this feeling there's more to this heroic mode than just more challenging fights, you know? Yeah, I would, I would probably agree because I wouldn't put it past Bungie to hide yet another fantastic puzzle, uh, maybe leading to a new quest for a new exotic, maybe. Um, but that, that room is really cool. They highlighted it in the raid teaser trailer, uh, you know, and it just makes sense. You hit part of the floor and it lights up. Some type of code is going to have to be input there, maybe, you know. I think that would be, uh, that'd be really cool. I was pulling up a Grimoire card earlier today for the Dormant Siva Cluster 3.9, which I think is Axis. Uh, talking here, I'm going to read it for a second. It says, My thinking is clear now in ways it never was before. It is my mind that has changed, and yet it is not my mind, but another consciousness that is different from my own. I feel there is a choice to be made, and yet I have made no choice. The choice was made for me. So, interesting thing with Siva and with Axis, Axis is the only guy in the raid who doesn't take the extra fallen damage when you're using the weapons uh, that deal that extra fallen damage because he's completely ascended. He's full Siva. He is no longer fallen whatsoever. But it seems like when he says the choice was made for me, almost like he's being controlled. A lot of people think, okay, Axis is the dude behind all of the Siva. He's the guy controlling it. But I don't think so, man. Especially when you read that Grimoire card, it just feels like there's something bigger behind the scenes pulling the strings, and maybe it's connected to 
heroic mode. Maybe there's a new Grimoire card that's going to come out when we clear heroic mode that will explain some of this. But hey, I wouldn't put put it past Bungie. That would be the greatest surprise ever, a fourth boss in heroic <laughs> mode. It won't happen, but there's my tangential <laughs> side story there. Yeah, Speaking of... Actually, that just made me think of something that Bungie could put on the Bungie store. Axis Marionette, where you can have like a puppeteer <laughs> controlling his uh, spider legs. I mean, I'm just saying, that's an easy 40 bucks, 40, 50 bucks that you can These make. are the ideas, Diddy. What are you doing in your current <laughs> job, bro? You need to be pitching these ideas to the world. I need to be marketing. That's what I need to do. Absolutely. <laughs> so some issues are getting resolved too with 2.4.1. Yeah. Yes, just, just a couple. They have some known issues like exotic faction class item quests. Only progressing if a player has a, a Spectar piece equipped, which is slightly odd. Um, <laughs> but the one that I wanted to point, it, point out was that SIVA Crisis Heroic Strikes currently do not progress the Take a Strike node within the Rise of Iron record book. Which is annoying. And that's something we noticed day one. Like, we yeah. were running Heroic Strikes, that playlist, over and over and over again. But we weren't getting progress on that node because it just said the regular SIVA Crisis playlist. And that it's like, I wanted to progress the record book, but I wanted to gear up. So I'm going to ignore that regular playlist and do the heroics because that's where, you know, that higher light level stuff was dropping. So they're looking into that. They know it's an issue. So in the future, we can see that update. Finally, if you run heroic strikes, you'll be able to progress that record book node. They are aware of the false waypoint above Shiro if you are on the Thorn Quest, a light in the dark. I'm so happy that I'm not alone because Shiro has had an emblem above his head, dude, since like the first week. And I'm like, why? I've talked to you. I've done the bounties. Come on, man. It was like that new monarchy ship that was bugged forever that had a waypoint <laughs> in the tower, which it's like, ah, oh, it's not going to be fixed in 2.41, but they know it is an issue. They learned too, Diddy. What we feared last week, the bungee bounty with chat did not go, well, they're just not going to do it again, right? Yeah, they, they say in the This Week at Bungie post, and I quote, never ask 11,000 people at the same time if they want to play a game, hashtag bounty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, I was hoping there was a system. Maybe there was some sort of clipboard, right? Somebody jotting down the order of who to invite, but it just was... <laughs> It didn't work out as well as it should have. And then I think Derek Carroll ended up teasing the last exit Easter egg that nobody has found, at least at this point, right? And it turned into them having to say, look, it's just an Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this is not another Outbreak Prime. Please stop sending me death threats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, you want to be careful what you tease to the internet because the internet will hunt it down and they will find you. Mm -hmm. Well, that Easter egg is something that Raid Secrets gets to go ham on, you know? Yep, exactly. All right, so that's going to do it for this week at Bungie unless you can think of anything else, Diddy, that we might have missed. Nothing really uh, stood out to me. Achievement Hunters movie of the week was awesome. <laughs> they used the reflection artifact in the swords and did some ridiculously cool things, dude. So that's worth checking out for sure. Mm -hmm. Yep. You can uh, play ping pong if you want. Mm -hmm. The Wrath of the Machine world record speed run from SC Slayerage was published to YouTube. 22 minutes and 44 seconds. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> what? It's pretty quick. Yeah, they. I think they had four titans and two hunters. Um it's impressive, you know. At one point, when you're when they're running through the server farm, 
where the Outbreak Prime thing opens up. Uh, they actually had the Hunters dip out because they can't run as fast as the Titans can skate. And there's a door there that only opens if the whole fire team is there. So they actually had two of their uh, members leave the raid. And then they once they got to a certain point, they're like, okay, join now. And then they started the Axis Part 1 fight, and they revived. And it's just those little types of optimization that makes world record speedruns just so awesome. If you haven't, very similar strategy was a world record Crota's End run. They have that raid under like eight minutes, mm-hmm. start to finish. Insane. And it's it's a similar type of joining in progress um, mode that delays enemy spawning. Optimization is something that I find super interesting and try and implement myself um, as long as you know it doesn't require a full team of coordination. Just personal gotcha. optimizations. I, I really like to do that in uh, in the raid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this will be broken. Give it time. Trust me. That's how <laughs> speedruns are. Somebody breaks it, the next person yep. pushes it. It's going to be further and further and further. Your original thought process of speedrun times, I think, was pretty correct. Like a month ago, you were saying, I think the raid's going to be done around 20 minutes. And look yeah. here, <laughs> 20 minutes, man. The two uh, the two runs that I did this past week, they were around an hour, you know? Mm-hmm. It, and it was with a crew that I had never really played with before. And it's like, yeah, it's it's so fun, too. It's not like... Oh, we were done? That's super quick. No, it's yeah, actually some, really entertaining. I have some buddies who've taken a break from Destiny, and I've been trying to push them back in with Rise of Iron, and every time we get a chance to talk about it, I'm like, guys, the raid is awesome. <laughs> I mean, it is the best combination of fun yet challenging fights, and you don't have to give up an entire night to do it. If you're with players who understand the fight and are at least a decent enough light level, like you said, about an hour, which to me, perfect. Super happy with that. Speaking of the raid, dude, did you know that you can glitch into it, get all the chests and the Dormant Siva clusters without beating any bosses at all? This was a Reddit post from Esoteric this week. That's ridiculous. Oh so my it's a goodness. sword fly, right? It's using bones of... Ow! <laughs> and sword flying, clipping through the wall, getting on top of basically the giant entrance to Wrath of the Machine. And from that point forward, you can get all the stuff. Yeah, you just run through the rest of it. And uh, I believe you can use a Titan with Twilight Garrison as well. So uh, Warlocks, kind of out of luck there. Sorry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we sort of oversimplified it, but it's a lot of jumping tricks, basically. A lot of jumping tricks to get past stuff that you shouldn't be able to get past. Once you're on top of the thing, you kind of phase through the floor, you die, you respawn inside one of the first jump puzzles, and then you just run through the rest of the raid. Something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, this is going to get patched, guys. This is probably <laughs> going to be patched <clears throat> in 2.4.1. I doubt that by the time you're listening to this, it will still be around. This is something Bungie will fix in like a day. They have to. They'll just put a giant kill box like on top of the, the thing and be like, no. Thanks, guys. We the, love uh, your enthusiasm, but no. Actually, that reminds me, the world record speedrun that we just mentioned actually utilizes the, um, the wall uh, phase-through glitch um, in the Siege Engine part mm. they actually okay. utilize that to uh to beat the siege engine so well um, those works for things, now yeah it works for now it's probably going to be patched but you know they're probably still gonna find another optimization route to shave that time off while i was on reddit also looking at this video i saw a very weird <laughs> link of a team beating axis who didn't teleport they don't really know what they did this is a post from smithsmiss be a link on our website destinytheshow.com and for whatever reason, Axis doesn't teleport. 
He's damageable. He does not do the wipe. You don't have to jump on the back pillars. Apparently, they threw a bomb underneath him, and they threw it when he was about to raise his arms and wipe the team. But whatever glitch happened, Axis was damageable. He didn't teleport, and this could be a new cheese. If somebody figures out how to consistently execute this, this could be a new Crotus End-like cheese, you know? Yeah, if they figure it out before Heroic Mode comes out, and somebody uses this oh. for a heroic mode fight. Or a, gonna, a speed run even. Yeah, or a speed run. This could significantly, you know, compromise, you know, I don't want to say the integrity of the raid, but it's it's almost, it's this is, this fight, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, that's what we did with Crota when we pulled the plug on one of the host's um, Xboxes and Crota just kneeled and stayed there. Kind of reminds me of that. Obviously, it doesn't look like a networking issue. It looks like some type of glitch, like we said, that just allows you to complete the fight without doing any of the mechanics very obviously a glitch very obviously a cheese uh fingers crossed for me that this does not become figured out uh, consistently it'll be patched it'll it'll be yes. like everything else okay baby bumper bump blah, blah, bumper atheon a long time ago he existed for a week right and then it, yeah. once it became <laughs> well known or maybe two weeks right they put it in place and they fixed it so these cheeses, to me, I like them. I love being able to discover and see people break the game, essentially. And then it gets fixed. Because this won't exist and this won't last long. Because it, like I said, compromises the integrity of the last fight. Just doesn't make it all around something that people want to see. It was shown in three different videos with three separate hmm. fire teams. Okay, it wasn't. This isn't a singular occurrence. So there is some sort of pattern. People just have yet to figure that pattern out. That's it for the news, man. I don't believe anything else big is coming up this week, although Festival of the Lost is looking like October 25th, so be ready to get a new mask, bust out that old candy. It's probably spoiled by now. It's rotten, yep. It's definitely, definitely rotten. <laughs> Speaking of raisins. Halloween, dude, this is my time of year. I buy a boatload of candy and then hoard it in my office. Anytime somebody comes back to see me, like, you want a Kit Kat bar? That's right, no Reese's Pieces for you. Those are mine. It's Do mine. you buy it before or after the holiday? Well, I should buy it after, right? Because then it's <laughs> super it'll be cheap. On sale. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but then you kind of lose out on the fun and the hype, right? That's when true. I, was, yep. I did trials, like I said, with Cat and Sassy. Played multiple teams who were wearing the jack o' lanterns, and it's just like, ah, oh, awesome. <laughs> I love this. This is <laughs> that is uh, super cool. Please, guardians, let me help you. If you come looking for wise words, I shall try, but I ask you to turn them to action. Diddy, we are over two years into Destiny, and Destiny 2 is coming fall 2017, and believe it or not, it might sound crazy, but there is a story in Destiny. Did you know that? <laughs> there, There's something there? Oh, man, what uh, what have we been playing this past couple years then? If I only had time to tell you, I wouldn't. Oh my goodness. That's really it. No, really, I want to talk about the story. Here we are, we're looking at the final year of Destiny 1. Has the story improved, and where can it go from here to become better? I think, unanimously, the thing that has been critiqued about Destiny more than anything else is story. Would you agree? Yes. And to answer your question, I would say yes and no. No, the story hasn't necessarily improved, but the storytelling has improved drastically. 
you know mm. uh, for my impression of destiny's you know lore is i haven't honestly i have not looked into the grimoire cards i haven't read them obviously i know they're very good but i just haven't sat down and read through every single one of them or watched the lore videos that are out there um i just haven't so from my perspective just playing the game every single expansion of destiny has basically to me had their own storyline hasn't really built on one another you know Dark Below, House of Wolves, they kind of, they were good, as well as, you know, Vanilla Destiny kind of left some questions at the end. Dark Below had a very clear beginning and end, all the way up through the Rise of Iron campaigns. But they didn't, I don't really see them connecting very well right now. A continuous arc, you don't Mm -hmm. see that in between the mist. I would argue and say that Dark Below connected very well with the Taken King, just the references between Crota and Oryx, but I, true. I also, yep. the grimoire is pretty beautifully written, and there's some really deep and rich backstory to this universe, but unfortunately, the majority of that is stored outside of the game, okay? Stored in grimoire that you have to read outside of the game. Those lore videos by awesome YouTubers that help players put the pieces together are an integral role of trying to figure out what's going on in Destiny. But if you are just the average player, if you're somebody who plays this game day in and day out and doesn't seek that lore outside of the game, it's exactly the reaction you said. It feels like a bunch of different stories that don't connect. And that is a failure, I believe, on Bungie's part to some respect. And it's improved, but man, I still really don't know what's going on with almost anything. Yeah, yeah. I would almost say, almost. It's very similar to the Star Wars universe. You know, Star Wars has a very a main storyline. Obviously, it's very well done. I'm not saying Destiny is as good as Star Wars, whatever. Star Wars has a very big expanded universe. That's what I'm trying to get at. You know, they have a bunch of different story arcs that don't necessarily connect. They take place in the same universe but they're not necessarily connected all the way. That's uh, my impression. Putting together the pieces, right? So Vanilla, huge dropped ball in, in regards to storytelling. Dark Below sort of improved it. House of Wolves, like, definitely improved it. I remember when you and I completed the House of Wolves story missions, we are like, that was good. This really played into Prison of Elders. Mm-hmm. We got a sense of Skolos and what Skolos was doing. And then the Taken King comes along and absolutely for us was like, yes, that's a big step in the right direction. And Rise of Iron, I think, is a nice, albeit small, beginning, middle, and end story. You get, here's what's happening, you're in the middle of it, and here's the conclusion of it, or somewhat the conclusion of it. And even though it's short, I think they did a pretty good job. But man, there's so much more going behind the scenes, like the Ephrodite cutscene from Iron Banner. Here you are, so excited for this reveal of Ephrodite. We've been waiting a long time, and then that cutscene is pretty short and shallow. And you're left going, no, 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 no. This can't be, this can't be it, right? There's got to be more. Like, what What if, Diddy, each Iron Banner, we get a new cutscene that helps explain a little bit more backstory? That would mm-hmm. be awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, you just blew my mind. That would be amazing, you know? Ephrodite, she just kind of showed up. It's like, hey, what's up? I'm back. And that's it. That's all it was. And it's just like, oh my God, you were my favorite sniper in Vanilla Destiny. <laughs> but it's like, I, I want to know more. 
What? What? You're just here giving me gear now. It's there's no backstory there, and man, you just got me so excited. A new cutscene every Iron Banner that just increased that knowledge of that universe. Oh, that would be. Amazing. You could stand next to her, Diddy, for ten minutes and hear the voice lines that she oh, says because. God. That's how the NPCs <laughs> in Rise of Iron communicate so much story. And most of the time, me as the player, I just walk away. You know how rude that is to somebody like Saladin? <laughs> Saladin, who has just been grieving over this for forever. Like the, the absolute hugeness of this whole thing, right? What's going on in Rise of Iron? And I just walk away from him. I want to see different storytelling methods where what if I can just go up to Saladin, hold X, and talk to him and have dialogue options dude like where is the level of interaction that's reminiscent of an rpg yes destiny at its core does the fps side of things fantastically i mean how many other fps games can say they have multiplayer on two different fronts one on the scale of like a raid and then one on the scale of PvP, all together living in the same universe with lore that connects the two. But where on earth is that RPG side of the equation? Because Destiny is more than just a shooter. Start acknowledging the RPG tropes that a lot of players want. A lot of players want in your game. Because it's obviously got a well-thought-out rich backstory. But how do you place it in-game? Yeah. And we, we should probably mention or reminisce about what made house of wolves and the taken king story arcs much better much improved and i think it was the fact that skolas for the house of wolves and oryx for taken king they were in the story missions you know we invested into defeating Mm. this bad guy yeah and then they were the end game boss to beat and totally. it just it just made it feel really complete, you know. It did. And Axis comes out of nowhere. If you don't read the Grimoire yeah. cards, you're like, okay, <laughs> he looks scary, but is this the dude who's controlling Siva? Which yeah. I don't actually think he is. I exactly, think that it's yeah. probably like Charlemagne on Mars or something like that. But Ooh, that's where we would uh Charlemagne versus Rasputin, Earth versus Mars. That's where we get that Cabal raid. Ooh. <laughs> Both planets like become Death Stars and point all of their planetary <laughs> weapons towards one another. They just throw war sets at one another all day long. <laughs> Guardians are running around the field just trying not to get squished. I've always hoped that would be a part of a raid somehow where you're just running down a field instead of a Death Stand buddy. It's a bunch of war sets just <laughs> like oh smashing the ground, man. <laughs> You pledge Bun- a faction, either Earth or Mars. Oof. <laughs> but those types of things, you know. Also, with the rumor that Destiny 2 is becoming more RPG and MMO-like, it makes me think, what do the people of the Destiny universe who are not Guardians, not part of the Vanguard, just like regular old Joes, like we would be just walking around the last city on Earth, do they know about Skolas? Do they know about the impending doom that we've like, been fighting Like, who are we protecting? Exactly. We don't... Other than that, it's just like we're protecting Earth or the Tower. I don't have any engagement or, you know, investment to protect the Traveler right now. I don't care. I have no idea what the Traveler really does and why he's still there. The Speaker. Let's bring the Speaker back because he was a really cool and mysterious character. People still think he's the bad guy controlling everything. 
let's bring that guy back. Let's find out, you know, more lore in the game. They could take the Grimoire cards, you know, I don't want to say this word, but I'm going to outsource to an animation studio. Take that. You have the backbone for some really awesome cinematic shorts. Mm, very similar like to the, the, the Animatrix, right? Yeah, exactly. Animatrix for the Matrix. Also, League of Legends, they have their own cutscenes. They have Overwatch cutscenes. Those types of things that expand on the Destiny universe. And it's already written in the Grimoire cards. It's already there. You know, mm. it would make sense if it was in the game, but if they don't want to go down that path to add it into the game, animated shorts, oof, that would be that would be awesome. It's been hard to feel a real sense of fear for me at least, because what does Destiny open up with? You've been dead. And you've been dead a long time. <laughs> but I brought you back. And in game, I'm sure through Grimoire it's explained better, but in game, that's never really explored deeply inside the game from the character's perspective and from playing the game nobody ever really says how the cyclicality of death operates in this world it reminds me a ton of dark souls but i don't feel a real sense of threat from any source okay siva seems you know scary oryx was scary but if we can just die and come back what's the real threat here who are we protecting most of this is probably slated for destiny 2 diddy how much (laughs) of it is you know coding complications and difficulties based on the engine i would speculate a lot of it because just Mm -hmm. playing other bungee titles they do flesh out stories i feel like pretty well at least in halo i thought they did a a fine job beginning middle and end explaining what it was yet there was a rich backstory behind the scenes so Mm -hmm. exactly yep so our report card of the story is it's improved but has a long way to go right yeah, <laughs> I would give it a, a solid C plus, maybe. <laughs> Siva plus? You Siva were about plus. to say there it. it is. Yeah. Siva okay. plus. That's that's my rating. Mm-hmm. With the option to maybe become not a fallen, because that would be terrible. Oh my God. But it's, it's not a cabal either. It's just a Siva plus. You can't see it right now, but I have, I'm doing a facepalm. In that facepalm, is your Twitter name hidden in there and where people can find your content? Yeah, of course. Twitter.com slash Diddy, DTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Also planning some uh, regular, more regular streams as well. Not a once a year thing when a new expansion comes out. So uh, stay tuned for that at Twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show. In the next week or two, I will know for certain if I can start streaming. So... Yeah, it's been a long time coming, but if it happens, I'll be super stoked. Uh, Head to our Discord, guys, if you want to find folks to play the raid with or get ready for hard mode or do any sort of PvP, or maybe you just want to talk in general chat and poke us with silly questions. We like that, too. Discord.me slash Destiny the Show, now over 900 members strong. Thank you guys for being such an awesome community. Head to DestinyTheShow.com for all the links from today and more. You can follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow. Check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com. They offer the best stat tracking in the Destiny universe. The Bungie API has been down like the whole weekend. So some <laughs> back-end stuff is happening. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon on Twitter and on YouTube. It's going to wrap up this week. Good luck in Heroic, guys. Tweet us your streams. We're excited to watch and cheer for you. Good luck to those running, and we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.